Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, met fellow adventurers. Now... I'm just going to read out one of the more interesting law book entries that has been added recently. The Invincible Urkthor, hailing from Theidon, the famous adventurer and swordsman known as Urkthor, earned his lauded reputation by defending settlements along the kingdom's eastern frontier from incursions of all manner of enemies, human and otherwise. He earned the moniker Invincible, because long rumoured that powerful magic protected him during battle, where he would always emerge victorious and unscathed, despite seemingly impossible odds. The love of his life, and his stalwart part of an adventure, the intrepid Delora, was always at his side, fighting with the same skill and determination displayed by the Philadelphia's warrior. Both Ichthor and Delore fell victim to a powerful curse, placed upon them by a vengeful sorcerer. The foul magic transformed Ichthor into a toad and Delore into a mouse, with even such seemingly ho- such a seemingly hopeless circumstance could not dint their spirits. For the rest of the days, Ichthor as a toad and Delora as a mouse continued to tackle adventures, putting their formidable skills to work for those they sought to help, though on a somewhat smaller scale than before. Ichthor and Delora were last seen nearly a century ago in their cursed forms as they entered Fogberg Forest in search of the led search of the entrance to the legendary labyrinth of Wagner. Now did they find it? Maybe maybe they did. Maybe they're deep in the mad. Maybe they've gone deeper than I than Zoop ever did. Maybe they're on floor 50 or 60. 
because it turned out that it had gaps that you can squeeze through when you're toad and mouse sized. And the and most of the monsters, a lot of the monsters didn't even notice them. <laughs> there they are, just deep, deep down in the mad. Well, okay, that was nearly a century ago. Well, you know, adventurers. Adventurers usually learn a lot of different types of magic. Yes, yes, and magic extends life, so... I mean, they might still be alive down there. And also, time in Ractor's mad is all wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey ball of stuff. So who knows? Who knows? Would be nice. Would be nice. Anyway, thing about this is that I want to, well, mainly just so I can keep doing this, is make a new character. Now, obviously, a character who's a toad is not going to have top stats in everything. They're going to have certain weaknesses. Their physical stats will be severely reduced. But their magical stats would not be, especially their spirit. That would be tip-top. So, I could roll for hours and hours to get a character that has this range of stats I need. But, I've been checking things and there's a pre-made character that happens to fit this. So it's, it's under Q. Quizzical. Who is agility 12, might 9, body 10. Yeah, you see? Physically, not that much. Yeah. And then an aura of 20, mind of 20, and a spirit of 20. Well, definitely got to have a spirit of 20 if you're still going to keep up this stuff, even though you're a toad. And nobody brings it up. <laughs> well, not very often, anyway. Yeah, but even if I don't bring it up, up, this character is going to be a toad. Yeah, just a toad, just randomly. Well, I'll probably have to explain why later. Also, he has, mag has some skills and magic of divination, conjuration, and restoration. Uh, I guess conjuration comes in handy when you're a toad and you want to make tiny toad equipment. <laughs> yes. This is something I got a stiletto for some reason. Alright, let's view quizzical. While bits and pieces of the history and background of Quizzical are known, there's much about this adventurer that remains clouded in mystery. But one thing we do know is he's actually a toad. But nobody brings that up. <laughs> yes. Alright, select Quizzical. Uh, male or female, 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 hmm. You know what? I've never been a lady. There might, I think there were some, there were about five, maybe. Subtle differences if you play a lady. And also, when you're a toad, most people can't tell anyway. <laughs> yes. So, 
female. Okay. Now let's see. Sir Croakington. Yeah, yes. Right. Well, that's not his real name. <laughs> but <laughs> that's that's just that's what the bards refer to him as in the future. When they've the being a toad thing is more more accepted. Anyway, continue. Sir Croakington has been created and is ready for adventure. Alright, let us play Sir Croakington. Now. Your adventures are about to begin. But before I set out on my adventures. A there's a swirling portal appears before me. And out from it steps a gigantic red crab wielding a crown. And it says, You, you're going to be very annoying to me in the future. Now, I know enough about time to know I'm not gonna change I'm not gonna change that. If I kill you somehow Things will happen, and it will still happen. That's just time. You get used to it. But that doesn't mean I can't mess with you. Yes, because if you're going to be a bother to me, you might as well look ridiculous while doing it. So, here's someone. Another portal appears. Slightly smaller than the first one. Out from it. Steps a mage. Zartharwook gestures towards the mage. Go. Turn him into a toad. Uh. Oh, well, oh, you're really big, so, uh, okay. Then I'm a toad. And even though I don't mention it, I'm still a toad. It's just... Just damn. Yes, if I'm ever playing Sir Croakington, he's a toad. Even if it makes no sense, he, he just powers through it. He's just that sort of guy. Okay, now to continue. Remember, Sir Croakington is a toad. You're a lone passenger on a coach bound for Hawklaw, a small settlement tucked into the Hart Hills region of Southwest Helsa. You've never before been to this part of the kingdom, but an insatiable thirst for adventurer and bugs <laughs> has at last drawn you out of the quiet existence you've long known and into a wider, a bite more perilous world. Your first step you took on your journey towards becoming a professional adventurer was to embark on the long and arduous trek from the safety of your doorstep to the gates of Tysa's bursting ca capital city, Talentless. It is on one of the early legs of this journey, a bright, crisp autumn morning, that you meet up with a coach on the southern outskirts of the Hart Hills. 
when you ultimately learn the coachman and his sturdy wagon are ultimately destined for the nearby village, village of Hawklaw, your mind is made up. Weary from your recent travels, you pay the drive for what seems like a meagre fare and climb aboard, somewhat surprised to find yourself the sole occupant of the road-worn carriage's cramped, uncomfortable interior. And there's some tutorial messages pass- flashing by, but we I think I read them the first time. Yes, only moments after you've taken your seat. Yes, which is difficult, because I've got to constantly whip it so people don't sit on me. <laughs> the coach lurches to a start, rumbling and crackling over the twisting, uneven road that steadily winds its way north deeper into the heart of the kingdom. However, the wilds of the world are dangerous, unpredictable places, which I know, having suddenly been turned into a toad, where even the very Mary, very, may suddenly find themselves placing perils, both grave and unexpected. An overcast afternoon in early autumn, the edge of a seldom used forest road a few miles south of the village of Hawklaw. Your eyes creep open as a painful grasp escapes through the thin slit separating your cracked, swollen lips. The intense, throbbing ache on the white side of your head forces your eyes closed as you struggle to remember and begin to make sense of your current circumstance. Comfort momentarily ends, and once more your eyelids slowly part. With your sight rapidly clearing, you quietly begin to gather your bearings. You discover, much to dismay, just seated on the ground at the base of a tree. Your battered torso bound to a trunk of rough-skinned forest giant by a thick, unyielding length of rope. What you can tell, given the restrictiveness of this orc supposition, you no longer have your weapon. Without a weapon in hand, unless you possess a precision level of mastery in the skill of armed combat, you'll notice your melee weighting has decreased. You have little recollection of the attack on the coach, save for your confrontation with the apparent leader of the bandits. An ill can see scuffle that ended when he just picked me up. <laughs> it was a savage, well-placed strike that apparently robbed you of consciousness and ultimately landed you in your current predicament. Taking care not to attract attention to yourself, you test the rope that encircles your torso, only to discover that the thick, unforgiving binding offers you little hope of slipping free. Instinct takes over, realising you cannot afford to remain in such a vulnerable position. Bound, tiny and weaponless, you wholly begin to formulate a plan of escape. It is that precise moment the efforts begin to waste that a soft, feminine voice slips into your left ear. Not just yet. Let me distract them. Startled by the voice, you turn in the direction of the sound, only to find no one is there. Be still. 
This time, the whisper, noticeably harsher, slips into your white ear. You won't see me, and neither will they. Don't call attention to yourself. Keep still. You're almost free. I'm going to draw them off. The about to whis- whisper or reply and attempt to discover the identity of your unseen would-be rescuer when you suddenly feel the ropes binding you to the tree loosen against your chest. There, you're free, whispered the voice in your left ear, but don't move yet. Wait until they're gone, and then take flight west through the forest. When you reach your steam, follow it north through the split rock. Meet you here. Here, take this before you go. You might need it. Something lands softly on the ground to your right. Turning only your head, you glaze down at the dagger so it's been deposited next to your leg. Without a second thought, you furtively take possession of your weapon. Fortunately, I've been given a really tiny dagger. So I can use it. So I'll just equip this dagger. This tiny dagger, because I'm a tiny toad. Well, I mean, not tiny. I'm regular sized by toad standards, but... But... People standards, I'm tiny. Well, that raises my MR to 24. Heeding the whisper directive, you remain still, your eyes fixed on the three men standing less than a dozen yards away. Their backs are turned to you as they peer along the winding forest robes. It seems they are waiting for something. Suddenly, a voice cries out, why are the bandits? In unison, the three brigands spin their heads in the direction of the unexpected sound. The voice, unmistakably the same one that only moments ago whispered into your ear, again calls out, coolly taunting the bewildered trio. As the men take a few cautious steps towards the end of the clearing, one of them turns and glances at you. Apparently satisfied with what he sees, he promptly turns away, and continues after his two cohorts. Yes, but admittedly, I'm tiny, so he didn't get that good a look. Your captures reach the wall of undergrowth at the side of the clearing and halt. The voice, now considerably more distant, continues to call out to them, though it's plain to you the men are leery of following their unseen agitator into the wood. Freed from the ropes that bound you, and realising your window of opportunity may fast be closing, you swiftly and quietly regain your feet, giving yourself only a moment to recover your balance. You quickly attempt to determine your next course of action. Alright, so I can attempt to flee, as the voice directed, or attack your captors. Uh, now I'm going to flee. Don't want to get stepped on. Trusting what you were told by the whispering voice, with no desire to linger here in the presence of your captures, you attempt to sneak off to your west. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 30. 12 from woodmanship. 12 from agility. 6 from luck. Got to get 50 or more. Pick now. 109 success. 8 XP to general. Stealing quietly through the dense undergrowth, you manage to move away from your captors without being detected. You stealthily cross the narrow, overgrown road and plunge and plunge into the forest. 
once beneath the trees. He briefly paused to listen for any sound that might indicate the bandits had noticed your escape and taken up pursuit. And I see a fly and I eat it, satisfied by the reassuring silence of your surroundings. You promptly resume your flight, instead heading swiftly west, deeper into the woods. You, you head north and west through the woods, skirting around dense thickets of laurel and wide packets of bank bracken all the while searching for the steam mentioned to you by the whispered voice of your unknown collaborator. As you reach the north side of the jagged hillocks, your eyes are drawn to the west, where a thin, shimmering, moss-lined band winds its way through the trees. You've found the stream. After pausing to briefly survey your surroundings, you move up to the edge of the stream and begin following it north, your eyes peel for any sign of something that might resemble a split rock. You've covered nearly 300 yards when a welcome sight looms out of the forest ahead. Rising up at the edge of the stream, its surface covered with a thick carpet of green moss, is a massive boulder split all of us in half by a deep, jagged fissure. As you draw up to the imposing stone, your eyes scour the surrounding wood for any sign of movement. Suddenly, a soft, feminine voice issues from somewhere behind the rock. Please, stay where you are. It's better we don't know each other. It's the same voice you heard previously. Heeding the odd directive of your unknown ally, you stand in front of the cracked boulder, your eyes still warily scanning the immediate area. Suddenly... You spot a heap of objects lying at the edge of the undergrowth, only a few yards to your right. These are things, says the voice, as if your discovery of the objects was directly observed. There are a few other items I took the liberty of adding. I hope they'll prove to be of use. I must be off, you too. Would be wise not to linger here any longer than necessary. Keep following the stream. Lead you to the road. Head north on the road. And your wheat hawk claw. It's not far. Alright. With countless chest questions churning in your mind, you begin ask, asking the hidden stranger about how it was she discovered you. The attack on the coach, but the reason the bandits were holding you captive. Much I might be able to say, but there isn't time. You and I are still in great danger here. They only say that you were meant to get into the coach, says the voice. For all their cruel cleverness, they never expected me. I'll say no more about it. Not yet. Just get yourself to Hawklaw, please. The voice falls silent. Perplexed but grateful for all your unseen better is done for you. You pronounce your gratitude. Only to have the spoken settlement met with silence. The soft, mysterious voice does not again speak. After peering behind the boulder and finding no one else there, you attempt to examine the pile of objects. The voice stated, your weapon and several pieces of leather armour make up the small heap. You promptly take possession of your weapon. It is a stiletto. It's a weapon stabbing 
and it's superior quality, so it provides three melee rating. Apparently, I'm a stabber now. That shall be how it is. I guess with I stab, I can like jump really high and then just just plow the. Just rely on gravity. Just gravity to just get it into the chinks. The chinks in the guard. Yeah, that, that makes sense. No, not much sense, but some. Some sense. Okay, it's decided. Sir Crokington is a stabbing weapon user. Although there isn't that many stabbing weapons. So I'll probably be stuck with this stiletto for quite a while. Until I get the shimmering silver ones, at least. And here's some equipment. Now. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Now, I happen, now these, these were all... My size, so I'll just equip them, boosting my, well, let's see, some stats will be boosted by that lever helm, but no, no, just, just a bit, one, one more SP from that stuff, not much, but still, it adds, it all adds up, it all adds up, alright. Not wishing to remain here any longer than necessary, you begin following the stream north. Not hoping that before too long, you'll come across the world mentioned to you by your unseen rescuer. To almost a mile, the stream bends to the west. You turn along it, and soon find yourself moving gradually uphill through a less tangled swath of forest. Mile after changing directions, the trees around you begin to thin out, just as you near the top of a broad, low escarpment. You carefully climb onto the top of the rocky shelf, and are elated by the sight that greets your weary eyes. The far side of the wise, on, on the forest below, you spot a broad, woe-worn road running north and south, 
confident you have last found the road you learnt about from your unknown ally. Ally, you start down the slope, thankful to survive your first wheel. Brush with danger, well, maybe second, and more eager than ever to reach Hawklaw. You arrive at the edge of the well-travelled road and find it deserted. You ca- after carefully surveying both lengths of the empty stretch, you turn and make your way north, crossing a well-maintained bridge that spans a small stream. Past the bridge, the road widens into a broad, tree-lined lane that runs between a sprawling mill and a flourishing orchard. The first signs of human habitation you've seen over the last few days. As the last of the orchard disappears behind you, the lane opens onto a wide stony track that gradually descends to meet a huddled collection of wooden stone structures framed on three sides by the encroaching arms of the surrounding forest. It's your first glimpse of the village of Hawklaw eastern flank of the Hart Hills. Okay, yep. The inhabitants of Hawklaw, mostly farmers and woodcutters, have long enjoyed a prosperity born out of fruitful commerce with cities like Trithick, Tannus and Migswell. Oddly though, oddly enough, an unmistakable mood of gloom hangs over the thriving village. The people of Hawklaw seem anxious, even frightened about something. You learn that a few of the settled res- settlement's residents remain willing to venture past the boundaries of the village. Okay. And now we are in Hawklaw. So there's. There's, well, there's lots of things to do. Let's go see Urzwin the Outfitter. Urzwin's shop is small and cluttered with all manner of gear that an adventurer or prospective adventurer might find useful. Wooden shelves line the walls of this room, above which protrude the heads of several goblins, a pair of ogres and a forest troll. Grim trophies from Isuin's younger, more adventurous days. Well, well, today is certainly a lucky one for you, says Erswin. As he walks out the back of the shop. What did you say your name was? Sir Croakington, is it? Well, sir. Croakington, I've dust the thing for you. Follow me and I'll show it to you. You follow the one-eyed Iswin to the back of the shop and step into a small room. Even more cluttered than the main shop floor, Iswin apologises for the mess, strewn from wall to wall, and busies himself gathering up several... Things from different piles located throughout the womb. Just give you a minute. I don't expect anyone quite this early. After several minutes, Erzin returns to the doorway. We've decided to stay put. I just I jumped onto a counter, you know, <laughs> so I don't accidentally get stepped on. He presents you with a la. With a large collection of gear, he's gathered out a clutter which cloaks the small room. There, have at it. For what any of it's worth, he says, depositing the lot on the floor at your feet. I've mossed my hands of all this, and I'm closing up shop at the day's end. There aren't any more real adventurers in these parts. 
yourself, quite excluded, of course. And my few remaining years would be better spent in the cottage down in Dunstick. Mrs. already there, mind you. I won't come back here. She's quite white. I'm too old for this game. There. Have at it all. Iswin tells you to take whatever you like from the pile. You study the equipment lying at your feet for whatever you feel might be useful. Well, definitely can't take these weapons. They're they're too big. And you can, and, and weapons making them smaller, it's not easy. They they there's this whole different sort of metals and the core and the fragment that just chop bits off that don't work anymore. But armor uh, armor, yes. Yes, you, you can do alright. Yeah, anyway, taking Taking all the armor. I only wish you luck, says Erzwim, as you thank him for the generosity and are preparing to set off on your way. The life of the adventure is not to be envied. Not these days. It's not like the days gone by. It was a thing of glory to return to your home with three goblin heads strapped on your back. Folks these days are content to sit by the fire, sipping Palo, forgetting that it takes fierce steel and hardened hands to hold back the tides of the wilds. Wish you well, my friend. You thank Yosemite again, and wish him luck in Durstig, but turning, make your way out of his shop. Okay. So, I'm just going... Now, I'm going to pause a bit... While Sir Crokington has to rejigger all these armour so they actually fit him. He's got very good at doing that over the since he became a came a toad several months ago. He's learnt things. Yes. He's learnt a lot of stuff. That's why that's why that's part of the reason why he carries is that that for cutting the armour to the right size. <laughs> He has other tools in his large backpack. Well, comparatively large. It's also a bit of... It's it's a little bit bigger on the inside. Yes. I mean, mean, a a wizard just took pity on me and decided to give me a magical sack. You know, as, as happens, as happens. Which means I can, even though I'm a toad, I can carry all the same amount of stuff as a full-size person. Regular human person. Alright, let's pause. While, while all that stuff's remade and equipped. Alright. Alright, right. Sir Crokington is equipped with his jewelry-wigged gear and his stiletto. Now let's go and visit the Stoneback Tavern. Stoneback Tavern has the likeness of a large and particularly ugly Stoneback Spider emblazoned on its front set of double doors. The tavern is quite large inside and rather well kept. A large hand-painted sign adorns adorns the wall just inside the front doors. For the visual side of Hawkloy, surprised that a large number of people hanging about inside the tavern. 
I guess this this tavern also serves some surrounding hamlets and small farmsteads. The tavern keeper, robust, jovial fella named Pitpaw, comes over and welcomes you. He tells you you need anything to let him know. Alright, read the sign inside the door. You carefully read the hand-painted sign just inside the front door. Feeling brave and hardy? Well, brave, not that hardy. Have a taste for finer brew? Let old Popa serve you up a mug of Hagratong on, that's crossed out, for you. Anyone stout enough to down an entire flagon of my special brew, retain their wits, will win the prize. Come see Purpo if you're up to it. Go and see Purpur, townkeeper, about the posted challenge. Okay, I will. Purpur's face lights up when you tell him you're prepared to accept the challenge of downing a mug of his special hammer brew. Mug, did you say? He says, seemingly distressed by the word. Wow. Yes, well, you see, it's a flagon. It's a flagon. Rather large flagon, if you will. Like this one. The tavern keeper draws out a very sizable flagon and holds it proudly in front of him for you to examine. This would be a large flagon for a normal brew. So why do you want to back down? I would understand. Well, well, do I accept or do I decline? Because I think this flagon might be bigger than me. But, well, I don't decline, I don't back down from a challenge. Even if it's a stupid challenge, for no reason except a challenge. Purple Spa broadens, thinking it's about to spread off his face. The tavern keeper puts down the tavern flagon and rubs his hand together feverishly. Then, without warning, he raises his fist. Laughs heartingly and shouts with almost feverish glee, getting the attention of everyone seated in the com room. Let's see what Sir Croakington the Brave is truly made of, he grins. Every head in the place turns to face you, for you can react to a mob by no less than every one of the two dozen tavern patrons. Each of you very gently slapping me on the back. Cheering you on, generally making quite a racket. Pilipor clears the crowd and proceeds to to lead you over to one of the taverns on the tables on the tavern floor. Once you are seated, he disappears through a doorway to the far wall, and a few moments returns, holding a frothing flagon proudly in front of him. He sets the flagon down in front of you and stands with his arms crossed. The other tavern patrons gather around the table. Pretty poor lays out the rules of the contest for all to hear. You're to swallow every drop of the hammer tongue, including the foam. If you manage to make it through that, you're to stand up from the table, climb onto your chair, and hold that spot for one minute. This brew is strong and works very quickly. Whenever you're ready, Sir Crokington. And good luck. You'll certainly need it. 
Every eye in Stoneback Tavern is fixed on you. The slight bit of trepidation. You grasp the flagon's handle and bring its fluffing, frothing contents towards your mouth. Your lips are just about to touch the foam when a shout from the crowd startles you. Don't drink it, Sir Crokington! It's poison! It's trying to kill you! At once, every head in the tavern turns to face the source of the voice. A small, frail, elderly man swings back sheepishly under the glare of the annoyed patrons. Pridipore frowns and makes hastily towards the old man. Go on! Cast out out of here, Hilburg! He shouts before Pippacor can reach the old man. He stumbled out of the tavern onto the streets. Don't pay him no mind, Sir Crokington, says Pickador apologetically. He's a real nuisance, that one. But it ain't the drink, mind you. It's his head. He's as bad as they come. Most of the others in the crowd nodded agreement. Still, made your decision. Carry on! Carry on! The moment... The moment the first of the thick creamy ale reaches your mouth you realise you're in for it it may not be poisoned but is without a doubt the strongest brew you've ever had the displeasure of tasting ignoring the taste begin taking large gulps of the potent drink alright picking a number bonus of 20 10 from body 10 from spirit gotta get 50 or more or uh, uh, I pop, I guess, from having too much, too much habitong. All right, pick now. Hundred and eight success. Okay, I don't know how I did that, but apparently I drank more, more foam than my own body weight. Oh well, with only a slight degree of difficulty, you managed to down the entire contents of the flagon. Including the foam. Then you slam the fagon down on the table. Well, I just kind of tip it over. <laughs> I tip it over! And, and as instructed, take up a standing position atop your chair. The contest is not officially over until one minute has passed, but the moment you step onto the chair, the entire tavern erupts into cheers. Well, hop onto the chair. Pippitor is smiling along with the rest of them. But he says he's not nearly as happy as the others. Finally, Prillipore calls you down from the chair. Well done, sir, Crokington, he bellows. Let's have a cheer for our swillmaster. The patrons are up once more. The chorus of, the chorus of voices reaching an almost deafening level. Prillipore strides out of the con room into the back room of the tavern. Returns moments later with your prize. Fiskers will award you with a large flask of his infamous, well, now like to be slightly less than infamous, Hammertong Brewster. Flask of Hammertong. This large flask, flask is filled with Hammertong Brew and it's four encumbrance. Fortunately, it goes in my magical sack, because otherwise, carrying it would be very inconvenient. Pinnipore pulls you aside, away from the other patrons, and speaks to you in a low tone. He tells you that his cousin, a local huntsman by the name of Bowermere, 
lives on the outskirts of the village, a small cabin. His second part of your prize. He tells you he didn't want to say anything in front of the other folks, due to the valuable nature of the second part of the prize. To get to the cousin's cabin, he tells you to leave the village, cross the village to the west, and make a right at the fork in the road. He also congratulates you one more time. Okay. I guess I... I'll probably have to do that at some point in the future. Okay. Two Hills Fleet Inn. The Hills Fleet Inn is all but deserted. Its innkeeper, a slender, one-eyed woman named Gender, smiles at you while going about her daily chores. The two men are seated at a table in the inn's common room, going over a map. One of the men is wild and rotund, and dressed in exotic silks. The other seems less refined, and by his looks appears to be quite a rugged individual. Approach the two men. You approach the two men, sit at the table, and engage them in conversation. The large man introduces himself as Terrid, and the younger man sitting next to him as Nindo. The larger man explains he's a merchant looking to move a wagon load of cloth to the city of Twithick to the north. I told you the road north to Twithick has become a dangerous place of late. He's seeking to hire a couple of guards for the journey. What do you got Nendo here, he says. But the trouble there's been lately on the roads, I could use another. Look like you'll be good in a pinch. Tell you what. I can pay you 20 gold tokens when we arrive in Twithick who side on the trip. What do you say? Accept the offer. Tarid drops up from the table in glee, and you accept the offer. He and Nendo set about preparing the wagon for the journey. We'll leave immediately, says Tenrid, as he loads some provisions into the back of the covered wagon. That way, we can be in Twithick in three days' time, or less. Within the hour, you've begun the journey north out of the Hawklaw. Seated at the front of the wagon with Tankred, who's driving, and Ninjo, Ninjo, who seems ever watchful of anything and everything. As you travel, you learn that Nendo met up with Tremred in the city of Groutlock several months back. It's been his employment ever as a guard ever since. The first two days of the journey go smoothly. The dawn and third day of travel confronted with the first real danger of the trek. The dragon, the, the wagon slows to a halt as five men armed with axes and wooden clubs step out of the road to block the way. Tangwood whispers to you that the wagon is much too laden to even consider outrunning them on the road. Give us the wagon and we'll spare your lives, says the bold leader. The five men, when Tangwood refuses their demands. The five men surge forward and attack. Your ability to hide muscle is being put to its first test. Nendo draws his longsword and leaps to intercept the men before they reach the wagon. Tenwid halt cowers on the buckboard. I can flee or I could do what I was paid to do and defend the wagon and leap into battle with Nendo. It's you and Nindo, locked in mortal combat with five bandits. 
Good luck, Sir Crokington. Begin combat with the five bandits. Alright, there are pl plus six wall. The bandit. Bandits attack ferociously. And I stab my enemy going. Swing! Swing! And they are slain. Alright. One XP. Ha! You are picked the white person for this job, Exane Termid. You and Nemji pick over the den. Bandits discover some items which may be of use. Take any of the following items. No, just weapons, they're worthless. And six gold tokens. You let you help Lendro clear the bodies off the road before continuing the journey north. The rest of the journey to Twithic passes without incident incident. Upon reaching Twithic, Tuid pays you what you agreed upon. Then purchase purchase you a Coach ticket back to Hawklaw. You accept the 20 gold tokens, after which you board the coach bound for Hawklaw and several other points south. Well, at least you shouldn't have any more trouble with bandits. Unless there's more of their oh, ilk what lurking about, that's Tigrid as you part anyway. Candle them, sure, Sir Crokington. When the coach arrives in Hawklaw two days later, you disembark. Alright, and that was Sir Crokington's first of many victories. And I don't know, I think we'll stop for now. Next time, well, maybe we'll be with Sir Crokington. Maybe we'll be Zoop. Maybe we'll be somewhere else. And anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.